Hello, and welcome to the dark side with Brianna and Marinda. <laughs> I, I don't know what I was doing there. I, I feel like I messed up. Take two. <laughs> Let me do it again. <laughs> I am not sure what I did there, Yours too. Yours was okay. fun. All right. Yours was, like, spicy. Blooper reel. You did, like, Blooper a reel. shoulder roll. <laughs> no, I'm joking. We could... I, I feel like we could keep that in. It's, I'll joking. try and do it again. <laughs> no, 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 no. I feel like this is good. <laughs> oh, all right. Great. Sweet. Woo-hoo. We get... Giving everybody a, a laugh. Yes. For a start. You better have laughed. Okay. Yes. Okay. Damn so, it. Okay. Get on the laughter train. <laughs> yes. So today's episode is about spirit guides and... Oh, also spell... Oh. It's a spirit guides, spells, oh my. <laughs> That's what we titled the episode. <laughs> Like four weeks ago. Well, I'm glad that I don't have to come up with a title for that. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what did I write? (laughs) Did you ever get in a moment where you're trying to read your handwriting and you're just like, what am I reading? Like, yes. Also, my brain kind of stopped. Frequently. Yeah. Spirit guides and spells. Oh my. That's so cute. Okay. So, why don't, hmm, what was your first experience with spirit guides? I'm putting you on the hot seat. Oh, dear. (laughs) Well, I don't know who picked whom, Mm. but when I was, again, 14, 15, I was just like, ooh, Hecate. Mm. And... That could have been because I was really into Greek mythology, or I had a naming book and thought the name Hecate was really cool, or I had taken it upon myself to read Macbeth in three days. (gasps) Um, so, uh, one way or another, like I said, either she picked me or I picked her. It was a very mutual and copacetic thing. So, um, Mm -hmm. she was the first one that really kind of showed up for me, but Lilith was also pretty prevalent without my knowing. And, um, what I mean by that is... (laughs) I'm going to make a a vampire masquerade reference here. And I (laughs) I sent you something on Instagram that I thought you could incorporate later. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I know this is for vampire RPG, which I started following, but you might be able to like figure out how to incorporate this with your blood magic. Mm -hmm. So uh, Vampire the Masquerade had just come out it would it's a very new game and a very new system even though it's at fifth edition and if i'm not mistaken dungeons and dragons is also at fifth edition Mm. which dungeons and dragons has been around since the 80s and uh as per stranger things they were not exaggerating it was very much uh part of the satanic panic but they decided to do a gaming system where you could 
look like a human. You had to live at night. You, you're a vampire, mm. very much. So you're a vampire, and you could be a different type of vampire. And the whole point of Vampire the Masquerade is that you let your darker side out. But there are touchstones that keep you towards your humanity, which keeps you sane. And if you go insane or die... <laughs> you go insane or die and your <laughs> character is not playable anymore. Mm. But there was this book called The Book of Nod mm. that came out and was kind of... Um, I read this as an adult a few months ago and I am still really upset and hurt about it. And it has a little blurb saying, this is to be used as a prop <laughs> when you play the game, if you're playing an elder. Oh my goodness. And I'm over here, like, reading it like it's serious, and I'm all, yeah. ooh, Lilith and Cain and Abel, and Lilith is the first vampire, and oh my god, and uh, <laughs> the Book of Enoch, and this and that, and taking it kind of seriously but mm -hmm. also like finding it fascinating it's one of the books that i have read countless times and i know i said in a previous episode that i've read sweep countless times the book of nod and how to survive a horror movie definitely top <laughs> sweep and how many times i've read sweep <laughs> so uh, and the bright side is that um, both The Book of Nod and How to Survive a Horror Movie are short, and they both have pictures. Oh so, my um, But anyway, so, so that's how Lilith kind of popped up. And mm -hmm. then I started meditating every day because I was like, well, I want to have practice every day and I feel like the best way I can do that and like tap into things is to meditate every day mm -hmm. and that is how I got this hooded figure that reminded me very much of the source from Char from Charmed mm -hmm. but he was very like he was very calm. He was very cool. He listened to me. He told me what I did well. He told me what I could work on. If I was having a problem with my depression, he helped me with it. Mm -hmm. um, he very much saved my life. And I had also started seeing some things in the dark and uh, listening to Kristen Ramazana's podcast uh, episode 13 she talks about tricksters a little bit mm -hmm. and uh, those are shapes in the dark they usually try and they're entities they're they usually try and take on like a deceased family member and trick you mm. into like doing things that'll hurt or hinder you but uh, and I was like, well, Kristen, is that an entity that needs to get cleared from my and today time and everything? I asked her, it, I don't see them anymore. Is that like they went away when I started meditating and talking to 
this guy every day. And I didn't know who he was. He wasn't telling me. I would ask him his name. Mm-hmm. He would not tell me. Um, and I was, I, I would try and be like saucy and sexy and all these other things. And he's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's not like that. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Don't do that. I'm here to help you, damn it, if you can't take this seriously. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm stopping. Okay, I'm focusing, I'm sorry. Come back, help. I have a situation, help. Okay, all right, let's talk about the situation. Mm-hmm. So I told her, you know, they started, they, and I didn't find out until I was an adult in meditation with Nikki that this guide was actually Lucifer. Mm. So that's why I was... a not saying the name because it was just like it was a big thing to find out that this person I didn't know who it was picked me and he and I still are really close and are really good with each other I love and adore him to pieces he is amazing to work with um but I Again, I'm sorry to keep repeating myself. I asked Kristen, well, do we need to do another entity clearing? Do I, is this going to hinder my spiritual growth? And she was just like, honestly, a lot of, I've seen this with a lot of people where they see tricksters, they start meditating and talking with their guides, particularly Lucifer gets them to stop and leave them alone and mm. these tricksters like for me I never saw a deceased family member and I had had deceased family members by that point in time as well as deceased pets deceased family friends excuse me I was exposed to death at a very young age which as a death witch it makes sense but at the time it was like am I I still grapple with the question of, am I cursed? And I'm trying to get over that. Mm. Um, and, and with Ringo passing, it's, it's a little less, am I cursed and a little more, okay. I'm accepting that this is who I am. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that's, those were my, three that showed up right away and then later Baphomet, Belial, Amy, Amy, I still need to figure out how to pronounce her name. She showed up <laughs> yesterday Yeah, <laughs> and is new. Um, yeah, I, I have a, my higher visioned self or my higher being self is a soul fractal of Aphrodite, at least one soul fractal. Mm-hmm. So found that out and that makes sense. <laughs> the flirtatiousness. <laughs> and uh yeah. Well not just the flirtatiousness, I'm but so the sorry. like drawing people to me without wanting to draw people to me. Hermes just walked oh, in. He opened the door hi. and he just walked in. I heard the door go <laughs> Oh hey Hermes. And he just his little head in. I heard He's something here. and I was like, okay, she dropped something. Nope, nope. Hermes walked in. Oh, uh, fo- he I, has I arrived. Did- yeah, yeah. He, he's here. 
And Kitten Aww. Athena will be bursting the door down right. in a moment, too. But anyway, so... And <laughs> then it's just kind of branched out to, like... Mm. <laughs> Aw. You're okay. And then it just kind of branched out to other guides. Raphael is really fun for me. He's very healing, very sweet. Um, Zeus, when I was younger, came up. Um, he hasn't come up in a long time. Uh, I did try working with Poseidon a couple of times, but it didn't work and I got really confused and then I meditated with Nikki and found out why it wasn't working and I kind of don't want to talk about it because it's it's past life trauma and it it's not okay no I, I, I so hear what you. about you spirit guides? so for me the first spirit guide to like pop up was definitely my grandfather he stopped he popped up as a spirit Hermes if you're gonna be in here I need you to be quiet <laughs> He's like hopping around on everything, which is so crazy because he just played, C Caleb and him just played and ran around the house, but Athena's in here, it's featuring Aww. the cats again, <laughs> but like, oh, I see him in the background. I see one of them in the background. Yay! He's, okay, your guy. He's ridiculous. Ugh, Hermes, what am I supposed to do? And now he's leaving. Did all that work to open, to push the handle down and open the door and push the door open just to leave <laughs> he said what are you doing in here uh-huh he wanted to prove he could do it okay we're all good mm -hmm. <laughs> and left my god what am i supposed yep. to do with this these, yep. these cats sounds about right anyways <laughs> and, and then he left the door open space. if you're gonna come in and open yeah right <laughs> I do. I do invade his space quite a lot. Yes. But spirit guides. So. Yeah. Um, yes. The first spirit guide that popped up was my grandfather, but he'd pop up for me in the form of a cardinal. And I would see him when I was feeling really burnt out. Like, for example, I did track and field. I was miserable. I hated it. And... I would be in the middle of running across, running around the track, and then my grandfather would appear to me in the form of this cardinal, and I would get a second wind. It was really great at first because I started to feel this like feeling of relief, but I didn't know what it was. I didn't associate it with my grandfather until fairly recently. Um. Another guide that popped up very early on was Hades. He still pops up sometimes. Um, but he has, like, a few months ago, he made it clear that he's, like, he was just, like, a gateway guide, like, just to, like, get me comfortable with people. And, like, um, Zeus is my big guy right now. Um, a lot of my guides I have soul fractals of. Miranda kind of touched on that. Uh, for example, Lilith, Zeus. Um, Aphrodite popped up as a soul fractal and as a guide, but I haven't really worked with her. Maybe <coughs> I would work with her if I were to do like more love spells for other people, but I don't know. Hasn't come up uh, organically. You, you could also use her for sex spells and sex magic, just so you know. Ooh, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> or or beauty. True, true, and like glamour magic. Um, 
but my mm-hmm. big guy right now is Zeus. Um, and of course, my demons. Oh my goodness, let me not forget them. Often it'd be like, hey girl, what you mean you forgot me? <laughs> I'll bust down your door just like Hermes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Valphamet, he popped up. He was the first demon I've ever worked with. And now I have two demons that are unnamed. And I have nicknames for them. I call one Big Red. And I'm almost 90% sure that I have a soul fractal of him. And then Two-Face. And I don't know who either of them are yet. And you say you're not a DC fan? (laughs) I didn't understand that when you said it the other night. I was like, what are you talking about? And I, I just shoo, went over my head, didn't even think about the Two-Faced character. But yeah, that's funny. Uh-huh. But Big Red, is that uh-huh. a character in DC? No, it's not. No, there's the Red Hood, though, and oh Red Robin. So I'm just automatically making that leap for you. You're oh, welcome. Well, thank you. No, I definitely am a, more of a Marvel, Marvel girl, but I do respect DC. Uh, except for their live action movies they're not for me. <laughs> yeah I, I, I do not like their live action movies but back to guides um zeus and, oh my gosh and that ends the dark side and Stop. this friendship good <laughs> teasing i love you you're stuck <laughs> for real oh, no i was joking but um, teasing you teasing <laughs> love you <laughs> but zeus i have been itching to talk about zeus because this individual is so not what I thought he was going to be. I remember reading about the gods and goddesses mm-hmm. and Percy Jackson uh, and, Olymp- and what is it? Percy Jackson and Olympus, something like Olymp- that. Olympus, yes. I didn't want to interrupt I remember you the again. Title. I'm sorry. I've been, no, you're good. I've been bad about that tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> I couldn't remember the um, the title of the book. But anyways, the the Percy Jackson series, and I remember reading about these gods and goddesses, and I would say Rick Riordan got it pretty wrong for, like, just about everybody. <laughs> I think that's really funny. Um, yeah. Now that I, like, work with them, mm-hmm. and I was reading about these people, like, for instance, Poseidon, I would never touch Poseidon. I would gladly say, fuck Poseidon. <laughs> like, that motherfucker is not one I would ever work with. Um... But Zeus. Oh my can goodness. We, can we not, uh, Voldemort, can we not speak of Voldemort, please? <laughs> now that shall not be named. <laughs> yes. Yes. He, please, please not name that guy. I agree. Anyway. He, <laughs> and so, yeah. um, Zeus, I am yes. a Sagittarius in that you said that in the first podcast we talked, first episode, we talked about how I was correlated with the planet Jupiter, and that is just the Roman version of Zeus, right? And so... Correct. Ruling planet. Ruling, ruling planet. planet. Thank you, bestie. Yes. <laughs> and Of so, course, my love. <laughs> and so, because of that connection, I was kind of drawn towards Zeus and also he's the god of sky and lightning and thunder and he's god of all gods and I was like let me let me let me see if he if I wasn't like looking for him but I was excited when he popped up and I was like 
kind of excited when he popped up as a soul fractal. I did have that kind of thought that our friend had the other night when he popped up for them as a soul fractal, where they were like, um, yeah, I don't know if this is like really a soul fractal from just like just thinking about Zeus and he popped in my head. <laughs> and at first I did have that, but I do think that um, yeah. there's a lot of correlation between just like things popping up in your head and things that are real you know what i mean like everything happens for a reason but zeus yes how to explain zeus in one in in a few words laid back easygoing i really want to say pothead (laughs) 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 like i he's sweet and caring he's like an older brother like yeah i was expecting like something like kind of what you'd see in like <laughs> Clash of Titans or something like that. Like with uh Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I was gonna say Liam Neeson. But <laughs> I just I he's not one that movie at all. I don't like with Liam Neeson. What? I love Clash of Titans. Yeah. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> but <laughs> I was we part will. of like what I'm got sorry, they built it. they Yeah, yeah. They built the Kraken up way too much, and yeah. then they released the Kraken, and I was very disappointed. I was like, that's not scary. I will not have nightmares from that. <laughs> you wanted nightmares? I'll laugh at that. I was like a solid, like, 10 when I saw that throw. <laughs> I did not want nightmares. <laughs> I must have been 22 then, because... <laughs> but, see, I am terrified of octopi and squids thank you sphere for traumatizing me for life but like i i can't with deep sea creatures and i expected a deep sea creature and was just like the thing in the what was it called in pirates of the caribbean it was called the kraken right in pirates of the caribbean that thing was way scarier to me Mm. than what happened in Clash of the Titans? That was probably. For I'm sorry a few to say, reasons. but no, Disney I... did it better for once. <laughs> I, it was probably for a few. But reasons. anyway, I'm sorry. I keep derailing you on your spirit guides. I, I do want to say why I think it was probably <clears throat> scarier. Um, I if I remember correctly, in the Pirates of the Caribbean, they don't show the Kraken's face, and once you reveal your monster's face, you've played your <laughs> card in your horror movie. So, you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like you don't have anything. I, don't know. I like to see the monster's face sometimes. But when you show the monster's face, you're like you I know, had a m- the imagination isn't playing in the person's eh. mind or the audience's mind anymore. This is going to be very telling, but I had a mild crush on <laughs> Brad Dorif. <laughs> uh Oh, what's his name? The guy that plays Freddy Krueger in the original. Robert England. Oh, my And, uh... <laughs> the guy that played Michael Myers. <laughs> just Bro. because I was like, Ooh. I was Without say- all that makeup, guys. Gentlemen. Without that makeup and not possessing a doll. Gentlemen. Not possessing a doll. Bro, heem. Oh, my goodness. Mm, well... <laughs> but and that ends the dark side <laughs> stop <laughs> i'm teasing Spirit so, guides. i'm sorry i'm sorry 
Okay. I'm back sorry. To Zeus. Yes. Tell me about Zeus with As you. You're like, holding your little talk to me. He's so cute. My Baphomet plushie. So I figure cute. he'll help me keep keep. He'll help me shut up. Okay. Stop. <laughs> Zeus. Zeus. Um, <laughs> like I said, Zeus is literally like an older brother, maybe even like an uncle kind of figure. Um, he's just like so laid back and easygoing. Like you could piss him off and like, or do something that you think would piss him off, and he's just like, yeah, it's okay, you're good. Like I've heard that with other people too. Like other people have said that like he's just like really easygoing. Um, but I think I talked about this in one of the earlier episodes in my shadow work sessions, even in like the one we did last night. He was, I don't think he showed up. And Balfour was like, don't worry, he'll be here. And he just didn't show up. <laughs> so like usually he's uh, late. But, oh my God, Caleb sneezed and it scared me. I'm bless you, Caleb. Door. He's so far away. I'm closing the door. <laughs> Give me one second. Okay. Back to the Hermes pod. will open it again in five minutes. Oh my god. <sighs> He's gonna open it to leave. I don't know if he can do that. Let's see. Anyways, Zeus. He yeah. is so easygoing. We'll find out. Nah, he can't do it. Because he'd have to pull. He can do like a pushing, but I don't think he can pull. But, um... He just mm-hmm. just shows up late to my yes. uh, shadow work sessions a lot of the time. Um, last night he just didn't show up, <laughs> um, but I I've gotten a download that once <laughs> I give him an offering, uh, he will like be more like there to back me up. And I work with him when I do blood shadow work. So I don't think I've talked about that before. Um, I channel him. And so a lot of the downloads I get are from him. And so um, it was funny because he, he had this idea of like when people are in the blood pool that I should put in like like coagulated blood earbuds in their ears. And I was like so that they could talk to one ancestor at a time uh, because I've gotten comments about how it's almost like overwhelming, like they're just hearing too much or nothing at all. And so... <coughs> Um, I was like, cool, cool. And then last second, right before I was in the middle of doing uh, blood shadow work, he was like, actually, let's just do a blood bubble around him and like one of their ancestors. And I was like, Hmm. okay. (laughs) So so we did that (laughs) instead. And I was like, yeah, I feel like that's like a lot more less weird (laughs) than the blood earbuds. Yeah. Yeah. So um, as I saying, Zeus yeah. His offering that he wants. He wants sand from the beach. And when I asked why, he said, because he's going to make a Zen garden. And when I said, but you're a god, can't you just oh. like conjure sand? And he was like, I'm the god with the sky. How am I supposed to? Con- I can't just con- conjure sand. And I was like, oh. you know what? Okay, sure. <laughs> and so I have to get him some sand. Oh. So I'm going to get him some nice beach sand and I'll even like take out the rocks and the shells so he can have a nice little zen garden and accumulate the sand over time. Um, Caleb and I have also talked about like making him like a mini zen garden with like a little rake too where he can like minimize himself and like just show up there Mm -hmm. on our altar. I thought that was cute too. And we just change out the sand. 
but um yeah very easygoing guy uh, i have 1000 percent seen him like floating like hippie jesus <laughs> with his legs crossed and uh he wasn't smoking at the time but he did say that he does smoke weed so hashtag zeus smokes weed <laughs> of course uh, of course he does um i'm trying to think i believe it uh other guides that have really popped up for me um when i first started doing shadow work i utilized the three that i had three people i had oh i sorry my cat's knocking at the door hermes (laughs) go ahead do what you need to do there you go okay (laughs) sorry about that Um, my guides that I had chosen when I first started doing shadow work were three individuals I had chosen to embody when I was in therapy, and they were Gandhi, Marie Antoinette, and Cleopatra, and I called them my GMC, like the truck. (laughs) (laughs) And so I would call upon them, I would go GMC, and they rarely show up now. They were there, like, just about every time in the beginning. They were very helpful, and I chose each of them to embody a different aspect that I wanted to live in myself, you know what I mean? And so, um, I haven't really seen them recently. Um, Last time I saw them was probably like more than a month ago, maybe a month ago, and it was just like two of them. And they really helped me get used to the idea of having guides. And I do think I probably have a soul fractal from someone that they knew in a past life. Um, Otherwise, why else did those influential people pop up? (laughs) But Mm -hmm. it was very interesting to go from Gandhi to demons. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) It's been a very interesting spirit guide journey. It makes sense. Yeah. It's coming full circle. Okay. What, to someone who doesn't work with spirit guides yet, would you ask them or tell them to expect from spirit guides? They're quirky and sassy. Oh, 1,000%. They're very sassy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're also not what you expect. Um, I, Baphomet, well... I was going to say Baphomet was also the first demon I started working with, but technically, uh, in my dictionary of demons, um, Lilith and Lucifer are listed as demons. Really? So, really, I was surprised as well. But, uh, so, it makes sense if you really think about it. Because they were both cast out of heaven and... Mm -hmm yada yada anyway what really is a demon but the opposite Mm -hmm. of light so or a darker aspect of things a darker personification of things um so but baphomet was really the first one that like i after lucifer and lilith that i was like knowingly going into and being like oh they're so cool they're so cute and 
they can show up with either a goat or a cat head. That's so cute. I want to work with Baphomet. And I am, my Baphomet is pretty different from your Baphomet. Mine is like, I thought he was going to be pretty passive and I did sign a contract with him um, at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I thought he was going to be really passive, really easy to work with. Come to find out that he is just like, <sighs> oh, are you triggered yet? Oh, hell yeah. With, with these guys that are coming out of the woodwork, you won't, you're listening to Lucifer and not getting onto Tinder, but since you're lonely, we're going to give you the Tinder experience through Instagram and TikTok. Oh, you're my welcome. Goodness. And I was like, God damn it. Fine, Baphomet. That's what you're doing? And Baphomet's mm-hmm. just like, yeah. So, set your boundaries, girl, and show us that you really are serious about this whole thing. And Belial is really much more straightforward. He's very much like, yeah, I'm fucking with you in your day job. Damn. <laughs> I'm having the time of my life with your ass at work. It's, <laughs> it's a good time for me. Like... Oh, we'll talk about the worst day at my old job later, because that's a story. But uh, <clears throat> so they can be fun. They can be quirky. Um, they can be sweet and healing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raphael and Saint Michael are very sweet and very healing. Lucifer is one of my besties. So is Hecate. Um, They can be very nurturing. They can be everything you're wanting and needing in a positive and challenging way. I don't want to say negative because like it's not, it's not, it's to make you a better person. It's to make you hold yourself accountable and to help you more than anything with everything Mm -hmm. and it's not always easy it is challenging but it's worth it it's very rewarding um and i i do i have very high hopes and dreams and expectations and I feel like for the first time since I was a kid in high school wanting these things and still I still want a lot of these things mm-hmm. that it feels like it's tangible now it it in high school it was just like I'm 16 I'm 14 I'm 15, 16, 17, 18. It's not within the realm of possibility right now. I'm too Mm -hmm. young. I'm too this. I'm too that. There's no way. Now that I'm an adult and, like I said, find myself wanting the same things, it's like, oh, oh, it's within the realm of possibility. That's really nice and really cool. I'm going to work towards it. Mm. And I'm going to be stronger for working towards it and realize my self-reliance and my accountability and my inner strength and power yeah that's 
Awesome. And that's interesting you bring up the fact that a lot of the things you wanted when you were a teenager are still things that you want now. Yeah. And that just makes me think of, it's not a phase, mom. (laughs) It's really not. Like, it's not. No, it's not at all. Yeah. I still listen to Like I said, I've been this way for 20 years, and I've been a goth for 20 years. Yep. It's the black and... And my witchy shit is here to stay, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> not sorry. But I'm not sorry. No, I'm exactly. being so facetious and sarcastic <laughs> right now. It's not even funny. And now I bow to you and hand gesture You're funny. for you to say things. Okay. Because I love you. So you talked about like what Balfament looks like for you a little bit. So Balfament oh. for me very specifically looks like the Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase <laughs> Electric Man. And if you don't know what Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase is, it's this one-off movie where it's one of, like, the two movies of Scooby-Doo that Shaggy wears a red shirt. And it's, they, basically, the gang, Scooby and the gang get sucked into this video game, and there's this, like, virus that <coughs> looks like electric and blue and the way that Balfamet presents himself to me is not exactly like the cartoon it looks like the cartoon but someone live actioned and cgi'd it and it looks very reminiscent he looks very reminiscent of the guy from the live action version of death note that was voiced oh. by oh god what is it willem dafoe thank you willem dafoe you're welcome I was like, I love why Willem am I Defoe. forgetting his name? But yeah, no, oh my god, that was, I feel like the movie was okay, I, I'm sure the series is a lot better, but he looks, it's the, the yellow eyes, the spiky hair that goes up, he looks basically like that, but blue and electric. That is how Balfour oh. looks to me. And he looks fluffy to me. Yeah, no, he's not fluffy. With, with long nails. <laughs> oh, fluffy I and forgot. long nails. So he also... So you kind of talked about this, too, with your guides and your experience with your guides. They didn't reveal themselves to me initially. Like, for instance, Zeus appeared to me, Mm -hmm. as I said before in an earlier episode, as an eagle man, half eagle, half man, head of an eagle. Mm -hmm. uh, And he had, like, this, like, Shazam logo on his shirt, and it was a red shirt. And Shazam slash Flash. We talked slash about Flash. This. Blah blah blah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so he both DC characters, oh by the way, <laughs> and, and Two Faced. <laughs> You're like just listing off everything that's DC in my life, bro. <laughs> You're welcome. But it was very frustrating to like, and understandably, I understand retrospectively looking back at it that. I had to not know who they were and almost like want to know who they were because if they would have presented themselves, I probably would have reacted a whole lot differently. But yes, um, Zeus was the eagle man and he was very, like you said, <laughs> I love that word, facetious. And um, for me, Balfamet appeared looking like this regular schmegular guy that you would see at like, just just anywhere with short black hair and he was kind of chubby and he also had a red shirt now that I think about it which is interesting and he was like I was like what's your name and he was like Todd and I was like 
I don't think that's your name. <laughs> he popped up in my shadow work, <laughs> and it was, um, I don't know, I think it was pretty recent, and he, Kristen was like, okay, we're going to go to certain amount of past, we're going to go to past lives, and she didn't say, give a number, and Todd had, like, a bunch of tarot cards representing these past lives in his hand, and he, like, unfurled it with his both hands, and it totaled, totaled into six, and I swore up and down that Kristen had said that we were going to six lives, <laughs> and we did not, she did not say that, but um, that was the first time Todd mm-hmm. popped up, it was very memorable, because I was like, who are you, and he was like, come on girl, we got we got six lives to go to, hurry up, <laughs> we don't have time for this, I'm Todd, <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> so again, okay, Todd. Yeah, again, that kind of, like, pushiness to, like, for your betterment, but also it's, like, coming from a place of love. Um, Did you talk about what Baphomet looks like? What does he look like? Go in depth. What does he look like for you? Fuzzy and long nails. He has very long nails. Mm -hmm. And that's why I thought he was so comforting, because when I met it... Okay, so... Huh. When I meditate, I usually do, like, or when I talk to him and Belial, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and Orias. We can't forget Orias either. I love Orias. He's sweet-ish. Moving on. Before he kills me. Or, you know. Moving on. Uh, he's not going to kill me. He's <gasps> just he likes astrology and he uh, is helping me get a little bit more in touch with healthy revenge (laughs) but I digress um so what I do when I want and need to talk to Baphomet and Belial I usually set time aside on Sunday evenings and I have a candlelit shower while listening to my favorite band. No, no mention of that favorite band. Um, and then uh, when I'm done showering, um, I get this one specific candle that I use for visualization meditations. And I usually make the sign of a pentagram and whatever, and I start at whatever point feels right. Um, usually at the left, and then I go across, down, up, down again, across. Um, the other ways just make it. I wonder if I'm doing it right when I do it. <laughs> I'm yeah, honest. I so I feel that. Uh, I'm like, am I forgetting a point? I feel like I'm forgetting a point here. But, uh, and I wanted to do something different than just drawing the traditional up, down, across, across, and down again. Um, so I draw the star, I light the candle, I stare at the candle flame, and then Belial will, I'll feel him in front of me. And I'll feel Baphomet at my back and Belial, much like Lucifer, will be giving me harsh realities. But it's not like terrible. It's more like advice. Like, 
the things your friends, like, for example, he was like, you talk to yourself horribly. You would never talk to one of your friends like that. And you're not calling yourself bitch anymore. You are officially queen from this day forward. I don't want to hear you call yourself bitch ever again. Do you hear me, queen? Yes, Belial. And like, he can be a little intimidating when he's not doing jazz hands. So, um, which he has done before in meditation with me. Um, and uh, at when I first met him, he was not only doing jazz hands and like scatting and West Side storying it, like he he I asked him who are you and he was just like I'm Loki it's like I don't think you're Loki but we're gonna go with that for now it was Belial um so he he has a fun side but he also has like a very like intimidating side to him a little bit sometimes and like I said Baphomet is very comforting with those long ass nails he'll be I will feel him behind me and I'll feel him nicely scratching my back and it's just like, oh, man, that's nice. None of my boyfriends have ever done that before. That, you're good, Baphomet. I need to find a dude that's that's good at scratching backs the way you are. And like sometimes I'll feel his nails like creep up my neck and go into my hair a little bit and it's just like man, I need a dude that knows how to do this, because, man, and, uh, he's just, that's why I was like, oh, you're very sweet, you're very docile, you're, I'm liking how grounded you two are making me feel, and then later, surprise, challenges, but, um, like I said, I kind of imagine him to be a little bit fluffy with, nails and I do picture him I sometimes I, I usually call him him but I realize he's hermaphroditic actually um but for me it's a very male energy and I get a lot of my guides happen to be male and my female ones are like the embodiment of female in case and they're very like feminine feminist kind of boy you don't mess with me because I will fuck you up um so I imagine him to be soft cuddly fluffy sweet um he does look a lot like his typical picture with a goat head and breasts and sometimes like I've not seen him point up and down but he can and does point up and down that's why in the demon tarot one of the demon tarot decks that I own he is portrayed as the magician because the magician also points up and down as above so below um but uh He's just, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's just, sometimes he's in a suit. It's usually Belial that's in a suit. And Orias, um, he was a big smoky thing. I haven't seen him 
in a physical form yet. And I mean, it's spelled Amy, A-M-Y, but it's pronounced A-I-M-E-E, I think. So it, like I said, I think it's supposed to be Amy. But um, she showed up yesterday and she was just like really elegant and she was not the one that was portraying herself as Morticia, but she was pretty close to portraying herself as Morticia Adams a little bit. Lilith was very, okay, you're not getting the picture of femininity that I want you to get right now. So here's Morti here's me as Morticia Adams for once. And I'm standing still. Lilith usually dances. She's very dancey, very, we're going to dance and be in our feminine. Come on, you got to dance. Um, Hecate is subdued. Um, she looks like a mix of one of my tarot cards, and I actually have a little statue of her. Um, and Aphrodite, I picture as again, she's kind. She's my higher visioned self, so she has the long hair that I want that covers herself and uh, trying to grow my hair back out um, and she's she's got a decent figure it's make sure her figure actually helps give me confidence about my figure um, it makes me comfortable in my body I haven't been comfortable in my body in a while and yeah I still have days where I'm not comfortable but those days are getting to be fewer and fewer which is really really nice um, uh, Raphael and St. Michael kind of change and I don't see them very much but uh, they are pretty nice Raphael makes me and everybody else laugh just because He's a, he's a funny dude, and he he he's healing, and uh, his methods for healing me are funny because he's like, this isn't sexual, and then he'll bend over and awkwardly like kiss the dead center of my throat. <laughs> he's like, Don't take it the wrong way. It's not sexual. I'm not taking it the wrong way. Why are you saying this every time? And then he'll kiss my forehead or, you know, whatever. It's usually either my third eye, forehead, or my throat that needs healing. <laughs> and he'll show up. Don't make it weird. I'm not making it weird. I'm just standing here. What do you want? So. Uh, honey, you're muted. Oh, no. Oh no! Did we lose my Brie? Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, I am back, friends. I did say something, <laughs> okay. and you just kept All going, right. and I was like, okay. huh, okay, I guess maybe she didn't hear me. <laughs> that makes sense. My, my mic is paused, and it's been paused for like 10 minutes, so. Cool. Or it's been mute. Anyways, um, I think it's interesting. Woo that you we're back <laughs> yeah we're back 
I think it's interesting that you brought up um, like feeling comfortable in your body. I've had that issue for like as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. I've felt very uncomfortable in my body and I had the worst body dysmorphia like when I was a little little girl I remember being like five or six years old and thinking that I was like obese and fat Mm -hmm. and I was like this scrawny little child and that persisted well into Mm. high school of course when people are really judging how themselves and having a lot of insecurities and like for me only recently (coughs) I have been able to see what my body looks like and how it really looks and how people are perceiving it. Um, there's still things I don't love about my body and things that I want to work on, but I can love that it's right. here and that it's my home right. for my soul. And I think that also helps so much. Yes. Just, just knowing that like, it's my home. Like I can't hate mm-hmm. it. This is what I chose to live in. Right. But um, you also talked mm-hmm. about... And I was really, really... Mm-hmm. Sorry. I was no, really, really hating myself and my body in particular. And like you said, there's things that I still don't like about it. And there's things I'm still getting used to, like having boobs. <laughs> um, I wish. <laughs> but I really... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, getting used to having boobs. Um, I've always had a butt. Um, me too. But Nikki, like starting to listen to Nikki's podcast really got me to like, she says in her earlier episodes, I need to listen to more of her content. But in her earlier episodes, she talks about how you really need to appreciate your body. She has gotten you through so much. Mm. And think, and that's what really got me to start thinking oh yeah my body really has gotten me through a lot and that and that alone makes me feel strong mm. Mm. knowing that my body got me through all of these hard difficult times even if it was mental it still got me through really hard times and stepped yeah. it up mm-hmm. for those hard times yeah so i agree but 100 yeah. percent I still get a little, a little self-conscious, like I said, in my body, but it's not as bad as it used to be. And I mm-hmm. do want to get into better shape, but Same. for the most part, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And it's been a long journey to be happy with my body. And I think for me, a huge portion of it was not necessarily going vegan or vegetarian. I'm not going to put that out into the world, but definitely eating healthier and caring about what I'm eating like I'm trying to think of something that's not vegetarian like propaganda (laughs) um something like let's let's say like fried food we talked about fried food earlier like I cut down on my fried food and that helped with my um cholesterol I still have like Mm -hmm. other things that I need to work on but it definitely was helpful to like start to take initiative and like accountability on what I'm putting into my body and like that definitely helped with my mental state too this is some vegetarian propaganda I think but I also think it's just spiritual propaganda (laughs) which is our whole podcast I (laughs) 1000% believe that you are what you eat and if you're putting things in your body that 
let's mm-hmm. say like like you're eating a burger and this burger was once maybe like five different cows and all of the cows were treated really poorly and for lack of a better word had depression you're gonna eat this thing mm-hmm. and then you're gonna consume that energy of depression yeah. and so for me realizing that like the way my food is treated is gonna affect the way I'm gonna not only treat myself but treat others and the world around me and perceive that has also been so helpful and that really what made is what made me want to go vegan mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say anybody has to go vegan nobody has to go vegan no one has to go vegetarian I have just found that it's what's right for me and what brings my body into more of a homeostasis so but um back to guides i've gotten this quick oh do you have something go ahead yes no i was i'm now feeling ashamed because i don't know why but like listening to you talk about vegetarianism like no it's bad trust me um made me think of all the chemicals that they put in mcdonald's hamburgers oh my god i don't even want to think about mcdonald's because like it's not even food (laughs) and then i started and then i started craving a mcdonald's hamburger (laughs) it's bad okay I'm, I'm that's a, why I'm like, no, it's bad. Trust it's not, me. No, it's not bad. I, I, so I kind of fell into vegetarianism. I moved in with my boyfriend and he was vegan and I brought him down a notch. And I, I, mm. I, I used to say that as like a joke, like I brought him a down a notch closer yeah. to hell. And it was really funny to me at the time, but like, <laughs> I kind of feel bad about it now because he was so dedicated to his veganism and I took that away Mm -hmm. from him and like brought him down to vegetarianism but he brought me up to vegetarianism and after we went to this um vegan festival called veg fest we were like we gotta go vegan Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it was a it was a both collective decision that we made to Mm -hmm. change our lifestyle uh again (laughs) and um what was i saying (sighs) What you put into your body, and it helps with uh, body dysmorphia to be put in. You are what you eat. And yeah, and I think it helps with your mental state, too. To eat healthy helps with, yes. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say going vegetarian cured my depression, and it's not the case at all. I do think it was a factor mm-hmm. in um, helping rewire my brain properly and, like, getting my my body what it needed to, like, get out of, like, feeling sick sedentary and stuck and sluggish yeah but um definitely not a cure like nothing cured my depression other than myself and the work that I put in yes um but yes something about guides that I get a lot this is such a weird topic a lot of people when I say I have an altar and I have offerings to guides or gods and goddesses and god forbid demons they think that i worship these things and (laughs) i i describe the relationship as like a friendship let's say like Mm -hmm. um let's say if you were to do a tarot reading for me and you were like it's gonna be free babes i would be like Mm -hmm. okay i will give you like a blood shadow work thing 
an exchange. Like, there's some energy exchange going yeah. on. Yeah. Like, the same way if you're, like, <coughs> I, I don't want to say a Excuse kid, me. but, like, like it's like a barter system. It's not, like, I'm worshipping these. I'm not worshipping yes. Zeus. Yes, the barter <laughs> system is perfect. Exactly. It's a barter system. It's, like, you right. scratch my back, I scratch yours. Like, it's literally quid pro quo. Did I say that right? <laughs> I was like, I sound so smart and nice saying mm-hmm. quid pro quo. Yes, and you did. And then I was like, wait, I don't feel confident in what I said. <laughs> I mean, anyways, it's, it's literally. You said it right. You scratch my back. You said it so right. Exactly. Thank you. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. That is literally the relationship mm-hmm. that you have with any god or goddess if you're pagan, in <clears throat> my opinion. I, I don't think there are a lot of pagan people who really worship gods um maybe that was the case years and years and years ago but i don't think anyone today is worshiping anything other like and i feel like that idea just comes from the idea of a monotheism where you are worshiping this one god um Mm -hmm. yeah no that's not the relationship Mm -hmm. i have do you have anything to say about that but i do think i do and i do think that so mine is actually a mix of what you're saying and worship actually Mm -hmm. Mm. so it is for me it is a barter system but for me it's also how do I want to explain it it is a believe it if I see it kind of a thing. And I know mm. that faith is supposed to be blind and how can you believe it if you see it and if there's proof? And that's mm. the point of true belief is that you believe blindly. I'm sorry, I am not that person. I cannot believe blindly and I yeah. cannot worship blindly. Yeah. That does not make sense to me. That does not compute to me. But because... I have been able to do things and see things and feel like my guides are, they are very much my gods and Mm. my goddesses and they are my friends, they are my best friends, but I also revere and respect them in a different way than I would... I don't want to say then I would another friend, Mm -hmm. but like there, I hate to say this. I'm so sorry, Kristen and Nikki. There's times that I'm a little doubtful and I'm just like, I'm not going to do what you say. I'm going to go against the grain. That can't be right. (laughs) And Nick, Nikki more so, I'm so sorry, has dealt with this more. And later I come back with my tail tucked between my legs. (laughs) Nikki, you were right. You were so right, Nikki. I'm so sorry. And she's just like, it's okay, babe. You had to learn it. Luckily, she is very patient. And we haven't, like, we don't butt heads very often. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's amazing. She's very patient. And I am very, I've... I lost a lot of my patience when my mom passed away, to be perfectly honest. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get some of that back. And I think I'm doing okay. But, um, like I said, there's times that I get doubtful and I'm just like, that can't be right. Mm -hmm. And I admit that that can happen with my guide sometimes. Mm -hmm. But 
but if something happens in shadow in a guided meditation and Nikki and or Kristen tell me this is what that means from the guides this is the download I'm getting and I be and I'm like and I do with my guide sometimes too that can't be right that mm-hmm. doesn't feel right and then something happens and it's like mm. you're right I'm sorry <laughs> so and I do I do give offerings and uh, I don't really have an altar mm-hmm. but I appreciate them um, I hug and sleep with my plushy Baphomet every night because he is my best friend and that is how I worship him. Mm -hmm. Um, And Hecate, I sometimes I pick her up and I just touch her and Mm -hmm. appreciate her and put energy not just into the, the little statue I have of her, but I also am like revering her Mm -hmm. and again appreciating her and what she's done for me and I do that with um I have a statue of Aphrodite as well and I do that with her sometimes as well Mm -hmm. and it's just my way of having something tangible and a touchstone that I that I need for me and my mental health that's what helps me with my Mm. mental health yeah and I've always been like a I sometimes helping put that energy into something else Mm -hmm. just helps. Expelling that energy into something else helps. And so that's why I'm, I'm trying to explain that to an extent what I have with them is worship, but I feel like I'm not doing a very good job of explaining it. I I see what you're saying. So, okay. So I, okay, I would, I would liken it to how the misconception that Christians have within or outside of the Catholic Church looking Mm -hmm. in is that Catholics pray to Mary and worship Mm -hmm. the saints. And I would Mm -hmm. say it's something very similar like that. That's what it sounded like. And I think it's really funny that we both have Catholic backgrounds. (laughs) It's, it's almost like we, we did that on purpose. <laughs> I don't know why. In the next life, I am going straight for witchy. I swear to goodness. Same. Or I'm going to be owned by a nice witch. I'll be like a cat in my next life. That'll be fun. I don't I don't want to be a cat. Oh, sorry. In yeah, my next life. Unless Blair is my owner. Fun. Oh, I had oh one gosh. cat life that was not fun. But the other ones seemed like they might have been okay. But... <laughs> We'll yeah. talk about that. We, one that one, I don't mind time. us talking about later. Okay. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. I'll write that down. But um, the I would liken what it sounds like your relationship is like the same relationship that, for example, a, a woman in the Catholic Church would have with the Virgin exactly. Mary. Like, they, yeah. don't, they don't worship Mary, but you mm-hmm. do say a prayer to Mary, like the Hail Mary. And I feel like the misconception, yeah. I will die on this molehill mole like i will die on this molehill mole why can i not say molehill god 
damn it <laughs> anyways it's, it's getting late <laughs> like, i was gonna my, say probably because it's 11 30 your time yeah yeah it is 11 35 p.m and my my words and i chose to wake up early this morning and my my tongue is like tying itself as i'm speaking anyways sorry um but more i do not believe that you are praying or catholics are praying because we don't pray to we don't pray like the catholics pray anymore but when catholics are praying and doing the hail mary it's not the same thing that they're sending up to god i had the idea that this realization that oh go ahead do you want me to go no okay so i have I'll, i'll go when you're done this realization that pray means to ask or to beg i pray thee like in old english and so when those prayers were translated those were just things that like like prayers like is literally to ask someone something for something or of something and i feel like the misconception that a lot of protestant christians have about catholics is that they're praying to mary and they're praying to these saints and you're not in the same way that you're praying to god um it's i i think like or even if it is the same way like how is that messed up you know what i mean like that's that's not something that Mm -hmm. ever computed like i will die on this molehill catholics are not praying to mary at at least the same way or if it is the same way why does it matter at this point you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. they are saints they're as close to god as you're gonna get so even if you're praying to them and asking them for things is that a bad thing like i think that a lot of see people like I feel like a lot but of people connect that with, you're, like... I think you're kind of getting your... Mm. So, I feel like part of the confusion is that, yeah, Catholics pray to Mary and pray to Jesus. They mm-hmm. do also pray to the saints. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if they lost something, they'll pray to St. Anthony. If they need help getting through a strife in their life they'll pray to saint michael yeah the thing with protestants is they are very similar to catholics and we can talk about the history of how catholics about how protestantism came about Mm -hmm. i don't know if you know that or not i do because i am that weird and that person (laughs) um my my dad majored in history in his undergrad and he is a lawyer and I will say he is the smartest man ever so I know quite a bit about the French Revolution (laughs) and quite a bit about how Protestantism came about and and all of that fun stuff so we can talk about that on a later episode because that is historic and that is gonna be a longer conversation but it is similar to Catholicism. However, they more, they don't pray as fervently as Catholics do. That, uh, again, this is all 
there are so many different religions and they are so diverse in how they worship. Mm -hmm. Catholicism is really a unique way of worshiping. And (laughs) so Protestants don't pray to the saints. They pray to God. They Mm -hmm. do not take the, or at least Methodists don't. I'm not I've not been to a Protestant church, but I did have a a Protestant math teacher, and he would not do the sign of the cross. He would Mm. not, like, do the Our Father. He would not do the Hail Mary. He would not do uh, the the guardian angel prayer. He wouldn't pray to St. Michael. He would lead prayer service mm-hmm. not prayer services we would have prayer before every class so he would lead prayer but we didn't have like a strict prayer that we were doing if that makes sense yeah um so they again protestants very much protested the Catholic religion and a lot of things with the Catholic religion. So they kind of broke away from the Catholic traditions. Um, Again, we'll talk about that more later. Um, Christianity is the worship of Jesus. They do not pay attention to the saints. Yeah. And they believe that the direct way to God is through praying to Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Judaism, it's typically passed down from mother to children, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting because right. finally some matriarchs. Yeah, no more patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they don't refer to God by name. They refer to him as Yahweh. Mm-hmm. And they... I always thought Judaism was beautiful and I wanted to study Judaism more closely when I was younger but was told I was Catholic and could not do that and <laughs> that was a conversation I had when I was 15 Yeah. so here we are with which things <laughs> because that I could do on my own yeah right um, and they the again it's a little bit they were they go by the torah Mm -hmm. so it's the first five books of the bible Mm -hmm. and they go by that they believe jesus was a person he did live um and i think that they i don't want to say too much about the judah jewish religion just because it's been a while since i've looked at it and heard Mm -hmm things about it but I know that their Sabbath is I love Fiddler on the Roof it's my favorite musical oh my gosh I love Fiddler on the Roof you would be you would think my favorite was Sweeney Todd but it's not oh my goodness Uh, (laughs) um it's Fiddler on the Roof everybody you're welcome I've never seen Sweeney Todd I'm not gonna hate you for that okay (laughs) I will expose you to it later molehill <laughs> you're like i will because i've been a dc fan for 33 years oh my so so i kind of have to at this point anyway um 
so I'm not going to say too much about Judaism just because it's been a while, but they, they worship on Saturdays and they revere and respect and meditate on Sundays. They do not work. They do not do anything because that is God's day and they take it very, very seriously. Mm -hmm. Moving on. So I read in one of my books that spells are basically our way of praying. I was literally just thinking that. And I do write spells tailored to my guides. Mm -hmm. I wrote such an intense sleep spell to my guides that I have not redone it because Mm -hmm. it's that intense and it is invoking Hecate, Selene, Artemis, Morpheus, um, sleep himself. Mm-hmm. Um, this was when I thought that sleep and Morpheus were two different entities and then found out that Neil Gaiman actually did way more research than I did. <gasps> and, uh, <laughs> uh, sleep and Morpheus are the same thing. <laughs> so, um, that might be a revision to make for the spell once I get the gumption to even open the pouch it's in because I have literally not touched it in years. It is very potent. Um, and it was before my ex, so (laughs) it's a a whole thing. It's like Um, tradition now. (laughs) Like, yes. So, um... And the spells that I'm, when I do get back to writing spells, I have been given homework by Nikki (gasps) to do a death and rebirth spell for myself. I will be incorporating my guides, probably. I will be asking Lucifer to help me. I will be asking Hecate to help me. Um, Probably Lilith. Probably my demons. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is similar to praying to St. Michael, yeah. Raphael, mm-hmm. etc. Um, because so, what, what is a prayer? Sorry, long tangent no, about that. No, like, I feel like this was really informative. Oh. Um, I What is a prayer but an energy exchange? And if you think exactly. about prayers and spells and that mind frame it's literally so simple and i'm probably like speaking fucking blasphemy to the christians or the catholics Mm. that are like we've already yeah we've already passed that bridge Mm. but i i feel like like there's just so like if you start thinking i okay i had this idea earlier about i feel like when you start to see it as a sin or sinful to not pray to Mary or the saints or even the angels. Like, there's a prayer to St. Mark Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Like, that is mm-hmm. a prayer. So when mm-hmm. you're not calling about upon these beings, number one, you're losing a lot of your power. And number two, mm-hmm. I feel like it's just... is really, really hot, but... <laughs> You're also kind of trying to separate yourself from, like, 
polytheistic religions, like, for instance, yes. like, how African people, they have multiple gods and goddesses. Or even in Asian cultures, you call upon your ancestors. You're losing that power. And I feel like it's just trying to distinct, defy itself from these polytheisms and say, we're not like them. They're the sinners, which has a lot of issues in itself. Like, oof, okay. I just mm-hmm. wanted to get that out. But it's it's like what Maria Brinks uh, sings in her song, Natural Born... Well, Maria Brink, the lead singer of In This Moment, a Sagittarius. Whoop, whoop. Yep. <laughs> uh, she's gorgeous. She's 10 years older than me, and she is amazing. And uh, she has this song called Natural Born Sinners. Mm. And there's a line in the chorus so go ahead and point your finger tell me who to love and who i am Mm. um i'm forgetting on the spot i'm forgetting it it's something that i sing in the shower and (laughs) sing and dance to in the car but uh so go ahead and point your finger i love who i am Mm -hmm. and i'm not hurting anybody uh it's very and she opens the song with the bible quote so they continued asking him or no 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 no. he that was that is without sin among you let him first cast the stone at her Mm. and the rest of the song is about how we're natural born sinners Mm. and tell me who to love is it him or her Mm. kind of a deal i feel like that's like so many meanings like you can take that as like loving a god or a goddess or loving a man or a Mm -hmm. woman and really all people Mm -hmm. are gods Mm -hmm. and goddesses if you think about it and i think that's why Mm -hmm. people try to distinctify the the not praying to saints because Mm -hmm. they were living people and there's this idea that all people are born with sin and have what mm-hmm. is it the, what's the word for when you like are born with sin it's mortal sin thank you I think yeah when you're, you're, you're born with a mortal sin and everyone's a sinner and this idea that no one could be godly or godlike like mm-hmm. it's just so ridiculous because it's just trying to distinctify between my religion is right and yours is wrong like exactly which is just baffling. And I, I feel like, at the end of the day, every, because everyone is a, is their own god and goddess, mm-hmm. there is yes. this respect that should be given which, to all people. Sorry to interrupt. Which, okay. the belief that we are all our own god and goddess, that's a Satanist belief. Well, it's almost like we're going to talk about our, Satanism next. Our oh. body is... Oh. <laughs> our body is our temple is another satanist Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. we are our own god that is a satanist thing we will talk about this in another episode at some point might be next i don't know but the way to kill the suspense but (laughs) sorry but (laughs) anyway the idea that we're all our own gods and goddesses you give so much respect 
and just 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 mm-hmm. respect and it's not even like it has to be mutual if that makes sense to a god that you mm-hmm. respect especially in monotheisms and mm-hmm. there within religion in my opinion there's this fear but when you're res- treating everyone like their own god and goddess there is a thin mm-hmm. line between worship and not necessarily adoration i feel like i'm struggling to find that word you were looking for earlier like like respect and worship you know what i mean like if i mm-hmm. respect yeah. you as my friend we're gonna hug and we're gonna mm-hmm. snuggle and we're gonna talk on the phone and yes. we'll chat and mm-hmm. i give that same respect to my guides and gods and goddesses that i work with and demons that i work with but i feel mm-hmm. like there's this detachment from doing that same respect for people and i feel like mm-hmm. that's where people come in and like give worship this high put worshiping on this pedestal and i feel like there's yes. a difference between worship and respect like they every everything mm-hmm. on this planet everything in this universe that is seen and unseen deserves respect mm-hmm. but people just don't give it to, give it any respect give anything any respect because there's this like except except for their idols sorry exactly exactly except for their idols and it's because mm-hmm. of the dissociation that has to go on when you have this religion that is based around fear mm-hmm. yep okay yep. my brain is I done <laughs> Well, we we covered a lot of ground, and I think we kind of tied in did. spells on, in the end. <laughs> we we were like, okay, this yes, is gonna be a short we episode. We gotta do two tonight. Ha 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 I'm still thinking we're gonna do two tonight, but yeah, we're definitely gonna do two. Yeah, um, it's up to you. No, we'll, this is we'll, great. Okay, yes, yes. <laughs> more Brianna time. Yes. <laughs> more Miranda time (laughs) oh my goodness this yay this was so good um this is so informative oh my gosh I thought Caleb was walking in it was Hermes Hermes is heavy Mm -hmm. and loud he's not like chunky or anything he's (laughs) a pretty like slender cat but like he makes his presence known (laughs) and I respect it as I should respect everything. He's adorable. <laughs> Definitely. And I feel like that word adorable yes. has lost the meaning that Well, it had. most things. Most things. Not not the fake witches. Not the fake witches. The fake witches? Oh yeah, they no. No. Yes. Yeah, we don't Hermes. respect the fake witches. But that's all we have for our spirit guides. And that was a lot, guys. And we talked, we connected it to other religions, too. Not just ones that we have partaken in. (laughs) Um, But thank you guys so much for listening. And we hope you guys have a great rest of your day. This has been The Dark Side. Listeners, before you go, go ahead and check out Marinda and I's businesses. I have a blood shadow work one-on-one. You can go ahead and sign up, pick a time and a day that works for you. This one-on-one is going into your shadow and introducing yourself to your ancestors. Marinda's program is a one-on-one tarot reading and you can find us at marinda.kippert on Instagram and Brianna the Blood Witch also on Instagram.
Thank you. Bye.